The following audio was recorded at Stone Oak Bible Church. For more information about our church or for more resources, visit us at stoneoakbible.com. I'm uh, leading the Spanish ministry here at Stono Bible Church, and for me, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here today. Um, there is no other wish or desire for me this morning that in every word that I'm going to say, any expression, Jesus, be glorified and exalted. This is actually the purpose of my sermon today. In all that I'm saying, I would like to point to Jesus. And the only way I think that we can do this is by preaching from God's Word. And that's what we will try to do today. Uh, for the last two weeks, for the last two weeks, Justin, uh, I've been spoken about Jesus, and he were ta uh, telling us about some titles that Jesus has. Uh, and he was talking about some implications that these titles have in the redemptive story. The first week message, his sermon about that Jesus was a prophet, that Jesus was a high priest, and that Jesus was a king. Last week, Justin talked to us about the book of Isaiah when he talked about the servant in Isaiah 52 and chapter 53. Today, we're going to focus uh, our sermon on the Gospel of John, specifically the Gospel of John chapter 1. There's some Jesus titles mentioned through the whole chapter, and we want to start with some of them. So, in John chapter 1, verse 4, John is talking about that Jesus is the Word, is the Logos. Actually, in Spanish, the Word is the verb, the action. The key. In verse 14, John says, I'll mention the title. In verse 35 and 49, is the Son of God. In verse 41, John is saying that Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ. The one that is going to suffer. Verse 49 mentioned that Jesus is the king of Israel. In the verse 6, and is the Lamb of 
God. A theologian from the 20th This title, Lamb of God, all of them in the New Testament, all of them by the author, the Apostle John. Here in John chapter 1 and in the book of Revelation. So I will invite you to open your Bibles with me in the John chapter 1. And I want to read the verse 29. And it says, The next day he saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Who takes away the sin of the world. I'm going to read again the part B of this verse. It says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. What we are reading here is an expression made by a man who is introducing and presenting Jesus at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. This expression of the Lamb of God has a lot of implications. Not only for the people that hear it back in first century Israel, next to the Jordan River, but has a lot of implications for us today as well. These implications have something to do with who Jesus is. Who is Jesus? And another implication place in the story of redemption before I continue I want to talk about the context of this passage in John 1 29 so first I want to add, uh, answer some questions three questions question number one is who is the person that called up Jesus this way second question is When this person make this expression? And third question is, why did he make this expression? So let's go and start answering questions here. The Apostle John, the writer and the evangelist of said it, and John E., the evangelist, recorded, right? So who is John the Baptist? says that righteous for God 
walking blamelessly in all the commands and statutes of the Lord. In verse 7, it says, But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. The birth of John the Baptist was a miracle. Elizabeth, his mother, got pregnant five months after an angel announced his birth to his father, Zachariah. In fact, the angel gave John's father an instruction and in how they should raise their prophesied over the boy that was about to come. In verse 16 there, he says that he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord to a people prepared. After John was born and became an adult, Scripture says that the word of God came to him in the wilderness and went into all the region around the Jordan. Well, what was John the Baptist doing in the Jordan River? In the Jordan River, John the Baptist was proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. People came from all over the nation of Israel to repent and be baptized by John, purified with water in order to be clean for their sins. Even the Gospel of John says that even tax collectors came to him to be baptized in the waters. One of the most hatred people at that time were looking for repentance and be purified by God through the Baptist. He was a very interesting guy. Something that I like about this man, John the Baptist, is that John himself was sure on who he was. And he was sure about who he wasn't. When he was confronted by his critics, the Pharisees, or the religious leaders at that time, or when the people were concerning in the hearts about who he was, whether he was the Christ, he said this in Luke chapter 3, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming. The straps of host sandals I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. In the Gospel of John chapter 1, he, we found John the Baptist replying to the religious leaders about whom he is. He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make sword. And this is actually the words of a prophet Isaiah almost more than 600 years ago. You can find that in Isaiah 40, verse 3 to 5. 
So John, he knew who he was. And John, John knew that he wasn't the Christ. And he just not was sure about that. He shared with everybody. In fact, John was also expecting the coming of the Messiah. He knew it wasn't him, but he knew he was preparing the way for the coming Christ. How interesting is this figure? the greatest in Matthew chapter 11. One reason that Jesus called John the Baptist the greatest was that John held the honor of being chosen by God as the forerunner to the Messiah. John's mission was to personally prepare the world, the world sorry, for Christ's arrival. So John was the herald who introduced to the world the hero of all history. Jesus Christ. It was this introduction that accredited Jesus before the Jewish crowds and leaders, some of whom believed on Jesus and many of whom did not. John also was the greatest in that he preached with the power of Elijah. In Luke chapter 1, 17, Luke 3, 7 to 18. John shared many qualities with Elijah, including calling a nation to repentance, rebuking the king, and persevering in the face of public misunderstanding and malicious persecution. John was also the greatest in that God was, had chosen a 430 years of divine silence that had existed since the prophet Malachi. He was the last in the long line of prophets who predicted Christ. Yet he was the only one, and this is super cool, he was the only one of those prophets who could actually see the Christ in the flesh. Moses, Isaiah, and the rest of the prophets had pointed to a far distant person. They could See only faintly. John the Baptist pointed at an actual human being who stood directly in front of him. No other prophet had that privilege, only John the Baptist. The second question is, when this expression of the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world was said? According to John 1, 20, The third question is, why John the Baptist said this expression? Let me tell you something. John the Baptist claims did not come about in a vacuum. A vacuum. The gospel says that John bore witness. He says, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him, on Jesus. I myself did not know him, 
but he who sent me to baptize God with water said to me, he on whom you see the spirit descend and remain, this is, this is he who baptized with the Holy Spirit and hath seen and hath borne witness that this is the Son of God. So John the Baptist in that moment knew stands in front asking uh, answering all these questions the main question we want to discuss during this sermon this morning is this what does John the Baptist mean by the expression behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world I previously previously told you in the New Testament in the Gospel of John in the in the book of Revelation both of them written by the same author the Apostle John John E remember because of these there's a lot of criticism and skepticism about this expression some of these critics claim today that there are no there is no reference to the name the Lamb of God in any Old Testament this morning my objective is to demonstrate that scripture is very very clear regard what the title lamb of God means and that this phrase was intentionally expressed by John B but inspired by the Holy Spirit as a clear revelation of God about his son Jesus Christ in fact the use of the lamb for sacrifice was very familiar to Jews especially when we were talking about you need to help me this substitutionary sacrifice or substitutionary atonement do you get it okay so far 75% okay perfect in Genesis 22, God asked Abraham, I don't know if you remember this, to sacrifice his own son Isaac as a special testing ordeal for Abraham. And you remember that when Abraham was about to kill his son, Scripture says that the In verse 13, Abraham lift up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a ticket by Genesis 22 says that Abraham called that na the name of that place, the Lord will provide knowing that that ram was a provision from God for a sacrifice. A sacrifice that substituted Isaac. Isaac was condemned to an, however, a substitute ram was provided by God and his life was preserved. 
In another part of the Old Testament, more than 400 years after the event with Abraham, God makes another substitutionary provision. The story in Exodus chapter 22 says that during Israel captivity in Egypt, and after nine different attempts to deliver his people from the hand of Pharaoh, God sent the angel of death who was passed by to kill all the firstborn. And you know that God provided the Hebrews people with a solution. They need to sacrifice. blood on the doorpost so that when the angel passed by he will not stop where the blood was and will pass over we understand and we know that this is called the Passover lamb the life of every firstborn from the Hebrew was preserved thanks to the sacrificial atonement provided by the Passover I want to read another passage. This is specifically in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 7. In this passage, the prophet Isaiah prophesied more than 600 years before John made the Lamb of God affirmation. And he says, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shears is silent so he opened not his mouth this is a prophecy of what we already know happened at the end of the four gospel gospels we know that jesus christ died for us that even though jesus was perfect in everything blameless the Son of God, he was falsely accused by the religious leaders and by the Roman government in order to fulfill his mission of dying for all the defend himself, but he voluntarily decided to close his mouth. Last question I have for us today. What does John the Baptist mean by who takes away the sin? One, Jesus' intention was not to start a political revolution. Jesus' ultimate goal was not to show a healing or a miracle ministry. Hear it again. Jesus' ultimate goal was not to show a healing or a miracle ministry. Jesus' ultimate goal was to come to the earth, live life, a perfect life, and die in substitution for the humanity.
equality with God a thing to be grasped. But emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself dead on a cross. Church, Jesus knew what his mission was, and he finished that mission. He paid the penalty for our sins, and now through him we can have life. Only Jesus could accomplish such task. Something that we couldn't do or have done. Today, my brothers and sisters, we can understand why John made that beautiful affirmation about our Savior. Behold the Lamb of God. But we can also understand why he said, who takes away the sin of the world. How we can apply this to us this morning, April 10, 2022. It is through Jesus' death on the cross as God's perfect sacrifice for sin and eternal life if we believe in him. The fact of the gospel and actually that's why we are here. In Peter First Peter one says, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of believers in God, who raised him the prophet Jesus is also he is the just that over line providing salvation to the firstborn just as God did with the lambs that were sacrificed for the sin of the people of Israel In Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. It's incredible.
It was late last night. Jesus is the best sacrifice. His death is sufficient and more and beyond to clean us. Actually, Jesus Christ is the best victim because his sacrifice was beautiful for God. His sacrifice was sound. So that means that now we have life. It's not, it doesn't stop there. We have now abundant life. Not because of our sacrifice, but because Jesus Christ sacrificed. That's why I'm saying that Jesus was the best victim for this sacrifice. Not me. Actually, it is me or it was you It's going to be a fair thing. It's going to be a just thing. It's going to be justice. But with Christ... and remain, remain faithful. You, God, who cover my life with love and justice, oh, Tu cordero. He
the future of the Lamb. And the future of the Lamb is even better. In Revelation, And I want to finish today knowing, saying to you that we are knowing, we know. worship the what this generate what these produce what this should produce and generate and provoke to us in us should be to worship him for the rest of the eternity thank you Lord for being that lamb